And I remember thinking that someone had made a mistake because I wasn't feeling very gifted or enriched. Hey guys, um, today I want to talk to you about being special, being gifted, and what a terrible, terrible thing that can be. I was considered a gifted child growing up. I tested really high on the tests that you get in elementary school. I tested really high on languages and vocabulary. I had a vocabulary in like the high school uh, university level at a very young age. Um, I had very high reading and language comprehension at a very young age and I chalked that up to Reader's Digest actually. My parents had Reader's Digests um, for my whole life and they were everywhere and there was tons of them. And um, like looking back, what a great reading source for a kid who just wanted to read anything. They were, you know, snippets from novels, all kinds of novels, old novels, new novels, um, documentary stuff. Anyway, whatever. Reader's Digest. But I tested high and I was considered gifted. I was considered gifted in visual arts and was put into um, extracurricular visual arts programs from a very early age and for a very long time. Um, I was put into the enrichment program in our primary school, in our elementary school, which I don't really remember, to be honest. I think I went regularly for a number of years, um, but I don't really remember much about it. I do remember that I enjoyed it because it was me and a bunch of other good kids, and so there was no bullying. <laughs> None of the asshole kids were in enrichment. So it was um, at least a relief that you were free from the asshole bully kids. I remember three memories from enrichment. Uh, one was when we got popsicles and I remember mine tasted old and freezery. And when I asked for a new one, the teacher was kind of mad that I wasn't more grateful for my popsicle. And as an adult now, in retrospect, I would have been annoyed at me too. The only project that I remember doing that I liked in enrichment was writing and illustrating a children's book. But I also remember getting bored of it uh, midway through and then rushing it and it ended up not being very good. I remember being given Sudoku type number puzzles that I failed at miserably because I am not talented with numbers or math. And I remember thinking that someone had made a mistake because I wasn't feeling very gifted or enriched. I remember being told a lot, you should know this, which made me actually kind of angry at the time because I felt it was unfair to be getting in trouble for something that someone else was supposed to teach me. I felt that that was very unfair. I think gifted and enriched can be a big problem uh, for the child as they grow into an adult. First off, because it's the difference be between being praised for being gifted versus being praised for working hard and being committed. When you're gifted, it's assumed that that's just an innate talent. You don't really own it. You're not really responsible for it. And there's nothing that you can do about it. 
Um, working hard, on the other hand, and being committed to a goal is something that you have control over. It's something that you can work at and get better at and change. It's something that you can be responsible for. One is something that you have power over and the other one is just a fluke of flesh. Getting tapped as gifted as a child isn't really a big deal, to be honest. You are swimming amongst a very, very small group of people. It's all based on geography. There's just a small group there. And oftentimes any gifted or enriched or extra better performance often can be contributed to being born in the beginning of the year. Malcolm Gladwell talks about this in Outliers and he talks about how those born in the first quarter of the year are stronger, faster, better, have better eye-hand coordination, are just more I don't want to, I keep wanting to say evolved, but it's not evolved. It's just, um, development. Ah, it's just more developed. It's just more developed, um, a more developed child. There's a big difference between eight and 10 months when you're a little kid. And so you get tapped as gifted, but you're really just born in the beginning of the year. I was born in March. So this does apply to me. Um, I was always the biggest in one of the bigger kids in my class. And that's the difference. Eight to 10 months is the difference between being gifted and being born in December. It's not any, any real gift. And any advantage you had of being born in the beginning of the year, um, unless you're constantly getting more and more opportunities as you continue through school, and I didn't. In high school, I was not enriched, I was not gifted. You end up in a bigger pool of fish. You, It's the difference between being a big gifted fish in a tiny little pond and you know a tiny tiny little mediocre fish in a big ocean of fish that are better than you and work harder at it too. I did well in high school. I was um, an A student. I was in the top of my class but I was an A student. I got I was on the honor roll blah 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 but I cried the second year of university when I realized that I wasn't gifted. I wasn't special. And I was just a mediocre academic with mediocre ideas. It was heartbreaking. I'm still getting rid of residual special garbage, residual gifted enrichment garbage that's left over um, because it just impedes progress. It impedes functionality. It impedes me getting better. The worst thing that the gifted label can do is, is to teach a child that what they have they're born with and they can't change that what the talents that they're born with it are innate and it are not really under their control. That it is what it is and what you have is what you have to work with. It's the difference between being praised for being smart and working hard. They're both good, but smart is just what you are. Working hard is what you can do and continue to do. The earlier that you're recognized as being gifted, the more likely you are to not ask for help. You're not going to want to rock the boat. You're not going to want to discourage this idea of you being gifted or special or enriched because what kid doesn't want to be special? Doesn't want to be thought of as, as something unique or gifted or talented or, you know, made much over? No kid. So a gifted kid is less likely to ask for help, less likely to ask questions, less likely to ask for support, less likely to ask for concepts to be explained to them. When I went to art school, because I was gifted, I didn't ask 
um, for terms to be explained to me that I didn't understand. I could get the gist of it, but I should have asked. I didn't know what composition was, but I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to betray my big secret that I wasn't actually special or gifted. Because I mean, every kid that's called special or gifted, I don't think really believes it deep in their soul. I really don't think that they think that they're any better or different than any other kid. I didn't understand what composition meant. I didn't understand what rendering meant. I kind of got the sense of it, but if I had just asked, it would have been clear. But I didn't ask. I didn't ask for support. Gifted kids don't ask to be taught how to do stuff. They don't want to be seen as, as not capable. They don't want to be seen as, as a mistake having been made about calling them gifted. And I think it's one of the great misconceptions that gifted kids grow up with is this idea that things are supposed to come easy for them. They have been praised for most of their life for being so quick and clever and catching on quickly and things come so easily to them and blah, blah, blah. And so when things don't come easily, gifted kids are more likely to give up put it away and try something else. Try something that they know, try something that's easy, try something that is less problematic and less likely to expose them as being not gifted. I think it's important for every kid in the world to grow up to know that they're part of a society, that they're one of many. They're one in a group of many people that are valuable, many people that matter. Uh, I think that the way some of us learn that lesson is really harsh especially to those of us who have uh, gifted upbringings or have mystic or visionary pathway desires or inclinations. Um, oftentimes our dreams are quite big and they can actually trigger our caregivers and our authority figures in our lives. Ask yourself if any of these are familiar. Ooh, that's pie in the sky. Uh, those are big dreams, uh, but not supportive, very disapproving. Who do you think you are? Someone's getting a little big for their britches. And any other types of phrases like these that tell you very, very clearly that your ambitions are too big for the room and that they're actually frowned upon. They are not supported. They are not approved of. Our, our upbringings were very good at putting limits on what was possible for us. Putting limits on our dreams, putting limits on our goals, putting limits on, on possibilities, basically. And for good or ill, our parents gifted us with their own wounds, with their own limits. They raised us and handed down their limitations to us. Whatever they were uncomfortable for their own life, they showed discomfort to us. Kids aren't stupid. They know what their parents are excited and, and supportive of, and they know what they're not. So for better or ill, they raised us with their own limitations, but it's not truth. Their disapproval, their discomfort, their fear at our dreams is not truth about us. It's truth about them. They fear and are triggered when we have um, dreams and ambitions that are foreign to their comfort zone. My mom, and I love her, and I know she tries her best to be supportive, but all she can ever be is fearful of me, regardless of what my dream is. Um, and it was too painful to keep having to get over her fear of my dreams, so I just stopped sharing them with her. And I don't share them with her anymore, at all. I stopped looking to her as someone who was going to be able to support me in my dreams. If she understood it, she could support it. 
but she can't support the things that she doesn't understand. She can only be afraid. So, so I don't bother. <laughs> According to my mystical event, we're either all special or no one special. We're all connected. We're all one. We're one big giant organism. So either every single one of us is special or no one is. And I think, I think, I think that we knew that when we were enriched and when we were gifted, we knew that everyone was. I did at least. I never felt like it was, it was something that was real. It was always something that I was trying to live up to. Having a support system that fills you up when you're depleted, fills your cup, gives you tips and pointers, cheerleads you on your way, it's really valuable. Having a support system that encourages you to stay committed and to work hard and to achieve your goals is much more valuable than being called gifted or special. Developing your authenticity and individual voice is a much better pathway to success than any etheric special will ever be. that he rides with him every day has corona. Oh, shit.